Welcome to Chatting with Breland. I have a question, and this is going to be so random. So, do you prefer a landing strip, or do you prefer completely shaved? Um, when I was a dancer, <laughs> it was it was basically welcome mat, is what it was. Okay, what's a welcome <laughs> mat? <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's like not quite a not quite a landing strip, more more wider, you know, something that was warm and welcoming and, you know, you could, you could rub your nose in it and it'd be like, <laughs> it, it was, it was just long enough to tickle the nose hairs, but not like get lost in it. <laughs> so is it like carpet length, maybe? Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, it depends yeah. on the carpet, right? It, it, yeah, it depends on, it depends on how thick everything is. <laughs> how hard is it to kind of get that, like, especially a landing strip how hard is it to get that done with you is do they like wax that or you guys just have to shave that some people wax it some people pluck some most of us just shave but it's more like a special occasion if you're going to keep it nice and tidy down there you're (laughs) you're into manic it's just like your hair your nails you want to make sure that you know it everything looks appropriate down there (laughs) So you kind of have to keep on that 24-7 if you're like, I don't want to say the word stripping or stripper, maybe like a dancer. Well, if you do, if you keep on it 24-7, there's a potential for um, razor burn. So you Mm -hmm. kind of don't want to shave every single day because the the skin down there is very sensitive. Like if you were to shave your balls every single day, it, your balls would not like you. See, but the thing with (laughs) shaving is like, so I would use like clippers, like, you know, like for your hair, when someone like lines you up or gives you a fade or whatever. And I feel that's so much easier than actually shaving. Like I've never shaved in my life. I've always used clippers like for everything. Yeah. So. Well, if if you can trust uh, our machine down there, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have like the guard, you know, where you- <laughs> you know like the guard you can't this, this feels so, like it could be a, a a smooth my balls commercial or a yeah. um what's the <laughs> other the manscape welcome manscape. to manscaping where <laughs> we're talking about our nether regions <laughs> <laughs> but it's convenient because like like i said it has the guard so you can pull the guard all the way up but it it's harder to cut the hair that way. So when you pull the guard down, you kind of have to be careful. And because I have cut myself before, so you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even even to my old age that I'm currently at, I still nick myself once in a while. <laughs> so where are you? Where are you living at? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Uh, that's oh, nice. where me and my co-host we record the podcast live in studio. Gotcha, gotcha. So before you were doing this podcast, you said you were a dancer, right? I was. I what was. What got a, you into that? I was an entertainer for twenty three years. Um, twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I started because I had a brand new baby at eighteen, and I had no job skills. Hmm. So the the thing that I thought I could do was get up on stage and dance because I seen it in in movies I saw it in rock and roll you know videos on MTV I was like that you know that's got to be an easy job it can't be that hard to take off my clothes and walk around and 
in heels <laughs> and look pretty. There, there's got to be absolutely nothing to it. And I was wrong. <laughs> so what was your what was your plan before you got pregnant? Did you not have a plan was, either way? In, or? I was in high school. I I had a boyfriend that I thought I loved. I I was I didn't really have any plans for the future. And uh, well, that didn't care what I was doing. Mm. And it was it was one of those terrible mix of things that a perfect story. Um, right. That it was a, a changing point in my life that I, all right, well, uh, my parents aren't going to support me and what I have now. So I kind of had to what I, and what I could do and, yeah. and jump. So why, um, so you're, you're 18, you're fresh 18 year old oh, yeah. and you're a dancer. Oh yeah. What was that first night like? The first, it was actually day shift. Oh. Um, I, I had no, no clue what I was doing, but I knew that there was a club that allowed you to be 18 as a dancer. So I had my wow. ID. I had all my information together. Um, I knew that strippers had, had to wear, you know, heels. So I, I bought uh, these chunky, um, thick heeled high heels. They mm -hmm. were not stripper shoes at all. They were more like, prom shoes um, <laughs> they they were terrible i i got these really cute what i thought was really cute see-through full back panties you know oh, and wow. the back the back was see-through so they had these cute little hearts on the back but mm. they're they were all black and, and sheer and then i had like this black baby doll uh top to go with it and and looking back the baby doll is an an ugly piece of lingerie it is just <laughs> ugly and i don't know why we still think that that is sexy i mean it's one of those <laughs> things that you see valentine's day guys get it for their their girlfriends their wives their significant others and i'm like this looking back it was terrible terrible like, so i get into this club they they check my id they i ask them if i can you know try out they say absolutely i go in the back room put my makeup on, come out in the little baby outfit. They say, you need to go talk to the DJ. I go talk to this older gentleman, thick glasses. He, he's totally like, like a DJ, you know, he, <laughs> he has a <laughs> yeah. DJ look. He's got the DJ look and he's like, yeah. well, well, what's your name? And I was like, I don't know what my name is. He's like, well, what do you like? And I was like, Oh, I don't, I, at 18, you think you, you think you know what you're doing and you think you have everything like planned out. And I was like, ah, I like, I like fairies. And I like, <laughs> uh, he's all like, oh, fairies, you like fairies. I was like, yeah. He's like, well, why don't we call you Pixie? Because you're small, petite. <laughs> I was, um, I wasn't even 105 pounds yet. Uh, in my high school days, I was 97 pounds throughout high school wow. so i'm five foot red hair big boobs no ass <laughs> <coughs> absolutely just adorable but i think i'm sexier than i actually am i'm just this this adorable young individual and and in strip clubs that that means you're chum that means <laughs> that means that you are just 
willing to be picked off. (laughs) So, so I didn't, I, I was very naive. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I thought I knew how to dance, but I didn't know how to dance. There was one stage in this small strip club, downtown Denver. They didn't serve alcohol. So that was a, that was a bonus for me. I didn't really want to drink because I was 18 and I, and I didn't want to work at night because I, I didn't have transportation. It was just me and my son and I had to pay for everything. So I was either catching cabs or riding the bus to and from the strip club. And so, so here I am at, I am, I'm in the strip club. I get up on stage and it's a runway up above everybody into a big stage with one pole in the middle. Really? And I have no clue what I'm doing. There's no railing. Like the railing that they did have was this brass small like and a phone all the way around the stage uh-huh. now and the chair sat down below and so i go out there on the on the runway in these chunky heels i'm trying not to fall uh my music is is 80s rock um i can't remember uh angel is a centerfold kind of music mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's it's very cute it's it's very bubbly and i get up on stage and i dance and, you know, I, I get topless, I have my, my panties on and I'm having a great time. People are tipping me, you know, you got the one it, and it's daytime. So there wasn't like, it wasn't like clouds or anybody, but yeah. there was, you know, there was about four people and they were tipping me and I, and I appreciated that because I had never done anything like this before. There was right. one creepy dude who was definitely in a trench coat. He slid me a 20. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I could not see his hands from oh, where they were me. in this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole the whole club was. It there's no windows. It's completely dark. It's dark and reddish and and, and very dingy. You know, yeah. everybody's smoking. It's it, it's definitely yeah. like the older, seedier nightclubs kind of thing. Right. Yeah, you, you know, you don't really know what you're getting into when you're 18. And you're in a place that you probably shouldn't be. So I get down. <laughs> I have my money. I'm excited. Hey, I made a couple of bucks going up there and dancing. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't stripper money. You know, it was, Yeah. it was, it was about 40 bucks, I think. It wasn't anything that was like amazing, but it was more. So I had never experienced that. And all that I had previous junk jobs you know the beginning entry level so Mm -hmm. at this point i'm like i just danced for two or three songs and i money i think i could do this i get down and i i talk to the lady manager and she's like okay you did great you did absolutely great but next time you go up there and you have to get completely nude Mm. Because because they didn't serve alcohol, it was it was a completely nude strip club, and I had the thought didn't even cross my mind that I was going to have to get nude in stripper heels. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you're just your tryout, right? This yeah, the first yeah, day, that right? That was just my tryout. Yeah, and I was. And they just I threw was, you right on the stage. Yep. They. That's how. That's how they. That's know how the tryouts it, are. Yeah, that's how tryouts go. Um, 
sometimes if if you're going to a bigger club, they're going to make you get dressed. They'll bring in a, another dancer to look at you. And then mm -hmm. it's the dancer, the manager, and maybe who else is in the room. They're going to have you, they're going to look at you and see if you have any, they want to know if you have any tattoos, if you have any stretch marks, if, if you have bad tattoos, like if you have any words that are like, um, no regrets or just <laughs> trashy. Live, love, laugh. Yeah. Well, that, that might be okay. Depending on the place okay. it, placement and how how beautiful the girl is yeah um the higher end clubs didn't really hire back in the 90s because that's when i started 1998 mm. um, they didn't hire girls that had tattoos and if they did you had to put makeup over your tattoos and i didn't get my first tattoo till last year <laughs> <laughs> so you were good so i was good i was good completely good but it was definitely a shock and awe knowing that everybody else in almost all of the the dancers in the club they were all tall they all had fake boobs mm. and they all had blonde hair so i was a complete anomaly you did not get girls with booties you had fake boobs and no ass and long legs mm. so <laughs> being being short <laughs> <laughs> and redheaded was it it was uh it was definitely different <laughs> in the and that's just the look that they wanted i guess well, that's, or that that's just what, what was in the area that was the look back then in the 90s everybody looked like they they stepped off of a, a zz top fucking zz top yeah <laughs> yeah and and slowly as as culture changes strip clubs change like like now the whole complete culture you don't find super tall girls anymore in the strip yeah. club you don't find um those bleach blondes as much now it's it's more um it's more of a thick aesthetic aesthetic yeah. <laughs> aesthetic yeah <I> was gonna... <laughs> aesthetic. you know it the music has changed the way the girls dance you can see a lot of like um culture inspired what's going on in the club right now yeah. In all clubs, not just strip clubs. And the it's really diverse now. So it really was. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 mm -hmm. it so it kind of there's a trend. You know, the trends of like everyone was everyone loved titties and then everyone loved ass and it kind of went back and forth. And then now everyone kind of loves both, I guess. I, Is that kind of how it was? Or? I think the emphasis on getting boob implants has dwindled a lot. Like, yeah. like it's, it's more about your overall picture instead of, instead of just getting tits in the strip club to make money. Now it, you're putting more effort into your craft, learning how to pole dance, yeah. learning how, you know, learning how to navigate in a strip club, learning how to, you know, market yourself. There's a whole bunch of stuff that dancers have to know to really become su successful and you don't yeah. need a pair of fake boobs to do it. Yeah. I mean, they're helpful, but they're helpful. not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> How long was it before your parents found out? Um, I was already in my 30s when my parents found out. And my brother mm -hmm. was the one to snitch me. Out. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know you're yeah. pissed. Yeah, he, I was pissed. because, uh, But in reality, if you're going to do anything in the, in the adult entertainment, somebody's going to find out. And then 
it's just a matter of time. So you either you own up to it, you tell people right away. Um, it, it, it is. Yeah, I yeah. waited. I waited a long time. My parents found out. I always told them that I I was either a waitress that I was working here or working there, and they they had no say in what I was doing. So it was really none of their business. But when it came out, I had to be honest and tell them what was going on. Did you get like support or was it kind of like backlash? No, I didn't get and no, I didn't get I didn't get backlash, but I also didn't get support. I wasn't asking for money from my from my family. So it was like, oh, okay. You do you. But you know, we Were you got, at the same we, club the whole your whole no, entire no, time. I, no, I was at I was at that club that first club for a couple of years and then I transitioned to doing other things and and then from there I transitioned to doing private parties and bachelor parties and then gotcha. I went back into clubs. So gotcha. I I did a myriad of, of different things to find out where I wanted to be. Okay, when you, so your first year that you're doing this, when did you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do this for a long time? I I was just going based. You're upon just going with the flow. Yeah, I was just going. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just going based upon the need of what I was able to have. Um, I was able to work during the day, put my son in daycare, and and basically pay for a vehicle, a house of my own. Yeah. Because I was on my own. My mom, after I had my my son, she kicked me out. She's like, "You cannot stay here. You you don't really you, you don't belong here. We're not going to help you." And then that was it. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way some people are. Yeah, some some birds, and sometimes uh, when you make a mistake, there are consequences. Yeah. And and it, it was one of those things that wasn't in my mind because before I had my son, my mom didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't care what I was doing. She didn't care that my grades were terrible. She didn't care that I was ditching. She didn't care that I was acting a fool. But right. then as soon as I I I have another one to support, she she just didn't want to be part of that life. She's mm. like, nope, can't have it. I can't. I can't be a grandma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was it was really an eye opener, but I was able to su- succeed and be able to do all kinds of stuff for myself without having to rely on another individual. Yeah, yeah. Was this the only job for you? Just this, yeah. or oh, did yeah. you have other jobs? Or I, I was making I was making enough money working during the day, and then being able to spend time with my family at night. Gotcha. So for me, it was it was a win win. So during the day when it's like not as busy at night, are you just like having like lo- like locals or like what do you guys call them? Like people that come there often, like regulars. They regulars, yeah, yeah, regulars, yeah. So is that like was that your main like source of income? Oh yeah, oh yeah. How, so how's these relationships building with a regular? Like, tell me how it goes. <laughs> well, it's a monetary monetary time versus effort. Um, it, it's all consensual base. It's all, you know, if somebody's going to come in, they want to hang out with you, they're going to pay you money. Yeah. So it it's real. Realistically, it's like tipping your favorite waitress. It's it's so yeah. based like that. 
I'm sure you've had like weirdo regulars though too, like that kind of stalked you or what? I I've never had a stalker. Um, I I always kept everything. I'm a fantasy. I'm not dating you. You can't have my phone number. If you want to see me, you have to see me in the club. Yeah. So um, for for me, it was it was like showing up to a job. I wasn't I wasn't trying to do extra stuff. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't trying to. I knew that my next boyfriend was not going to be in the club. I knew that that I was my home life was more important than than drugs than than having yeah. a good time. It was all about money and the motivation to make sure that I had a place to sleep at night. Right. And these um do you know some girls or I'm sure you've seen some dancers who do create those relationships outside of the club oh, yeah. with those regulars? Oh yeah. Everybody has their own vices. Everybody everybody treats um stripping in a different way. Uh, no, no two dancers are ever going to have the same yeah. uh, background. <laughs> That's not prohibited in the club. Like you can't leave with this dancer. Or no, what? you can't leave no? with a dancer. No, you. Uh, okay. Most clubs do not allow that because as soon as you you meet, um, there's um, local law restrictions. Mm-hmm. You cannot meet up with a customer 24 hours after you've met them in the club because if you do, it's considered prostitution. Really? So there, there are rules. There are um, laws in place that say, no, you can't do that. Also, if clubs catch wind that you're meeting up with customers outside, there is a potential. Uh, Colorado is that they don't have to keep you. You can be terminated for anything. They could be like, don't come back. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a real it's a real fine line you have to play if you're going to be dating somebody or, you know, seeing customers outside. And you know, I'm sure these men are offering women like money for sex too. And they're oh, doing all it, right? the time. It, it happens in corporate America. It happens. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it happens everywhere. Everywhere. So, because, Does it happen in the club? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sex, sex work is, is a very old profession. And, a lot of the guys think that they, they can throw money at any woman and they can get anything. Exactly. So there, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions that go on in strip clubs. And for a guy to approach a dancer who's working and, and say, here's some money, um, will you fuck me? It, right. it, it's kind of insulting, too. Do you think that's the biggest misconception about uh, that, that and everybody has um, daddy issues and everybody has drug issues. <laughs> I hear that all the time about the the daddy issues. I don't have dad. I don't have daddy issues. I have I have um, parental trust issues. Like my a lot of my my issues are stem from my mother. <laughs> gotcha. And you said twenty three years, right? Twenty three years. Yeah, wow. I I retired the same year that I started my podcast. Mm, wow so you have like you had some nights for your bank again like what ten thousand a night <laughs> uh no 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 i w- in denver it's not as not um, as big as like vegas yeah, or atlanta yeah or it's something. Not as, vegas is huge florida is huge california is huge but when you get into more uh, you know more of the smaller places yeah, smaller and ones, yeah. smaller clubs you're not making that kind of money 
Gotcha. And with the, I want to go to the, the dancing or when we were talking about like the dancer and the like customer actually having sex in the club. How are they oh, pulling that off? Oh, that never happened. That, that, oh, that never happened. That has okay. never happened in any of my clubs. That gotcha. is a misconception, right? If that is ha- if that happens, she can be terminated and sent to, uh, sent to jail because that is prostitution, and prostitution is not legal in Colorado. Yeah, it is um, also not legal in Vegas. You have to go to Reno to some of the the bunny ranches to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. um, it is highly, highly unlikely that you're going to have a sexual encounter like yeah. that in a strip club yeah i mean things do happen in this champagne room <laughs> but uh, those are probably just stories um those are it's really highly unlikely that that's happening uh, every strip club that i've worked in has had security cameras so you know you might also want to think about that too is that yeah. they probably have you on camera trying to do things exactly gotcha how are those champagne rooms <laughs> what, what goes what goes down in the champagne rooms i'm not uh you know what if you have to <laughs> ask you probably don't have enough money <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not even a fan of champagne but <laughs> well they're definitely down the serving champagne room champagne in the champagne room <laughs> they're serving a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> on your okay, on your first year, did you have a lot of help? Did girls help you or no, no, not no. really. Um there there was a couple of girls that would give advice and stuff, but uh most of it was you you kind of just had to watch and learn. And you you had to ask questions if you if you didn't know. Um it it was real it was really hard. There was no house mom at the first club that I worked at. Uh the the lead would was um an older i would i would call her a silver fox because she was she was gorgeous she mm. was she was she wasn't a dancer but she used to be a dancer back back in the day gotcha. uh, and, and so i could ask her questions like that and most of the time it was hey you did this so don't do that again kind of thing gotcha <laughs> So that did that make you want to help girls when you were, you know, doing that for a while? Did that make you want to help new girls because you didn't get that help? Yes. After after I knew after some years, it made me want to start helping people. How does jealousy go there? Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> is there fights? In the, is there fights oh, yeah, there's tons like fist of fights. fights. Oh, fist fights. Uh, uh, bar brawl, all kinds of things happen. <laughs> With jealousy, it's one of those things that um, you never, as a dancer, do not bring your boyfriend or significant other to the strip club. Not at all. Yes. Unless you know that that person is 100%. You know for a fact that they don't get jealous because you're going to have dancers on your on your significant other your mm-hmm. significant other is going to see how you dance for other people. And it, and it can go sideways. Like somebody grabs your ass and there's your boyfriend watching you get your ass grabbed. Right. Oh, he's, not, he's absolutely not going to put up with that. He's right. going to automatically go into the protector role and it's going to be a fight. So do not take your significant other to the strip <laughs> club. What about you can go together. 
What about between dancers? Dancers oh, ever fall? Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> Customer who's tipping a lot of money and he's sitting with a certain girl and a new girl walks up and she tries to get in on somebody else's money. It, it, can, <laughs> cause, it can cause a lot of things. Like uh, uh, if a girl has lined up a a lap dance with the customer and another girl comes in and swoops in. Oh yeah. There's going to be tons of fights over drinks, over money, over regulars, all kinds of things happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's dumb shit like uh, misplacing of things or a stolen outfit or just miscommunication. Somebody played my music on their set. Well, is that the dancer's fault or is that the DJ's fault? Those right. kind of things. And you never know because once alcohol and money get involved, people, <laughs> people lose their minds. And we're not even talking that third factor, drugs. That right there, that can cause drama too, which I don't recommend you do drugs <laughs> while you're trying to earn money at all. You kind of want to be. Now, are we be... talking just weed or what are we uh, any talking? kind of drugs? Any kind of okay. drugs. Um, I recommend that if a dancer is going to go in there and make money, that she needs to be sharp as a tack to really be navigate the room of people. Right. You know, you can have a couple of drinks, but don't go overboard. Don't right. don't get sloppy. <laughs> but I don't. What do you feel like? That's fair. If another girl comes and takes I guess a lap no. dance from because what about miscommunication like what if that girl didn't know well, like hey I uh, didn't know this was your customer or do you guys talk about that like in oh, the we, back or what in in the back room everybody's talking to everybody the doorman knows how much money you have in your wallet the waitress she knows what's going on the bartender she knows what's going on somebody gets tipped 20 bucks everybody knows what's going on really there's it, no privacy yeah, like, like that. It's like a high mind. It everybody talks to everybody. It's like it's like the men's locker room where mm. we're getting ready, we're having fun. Everybody there's a lot of different clicks going on. It's kind of like high school. And once either something good happens, people know. Once something bad happens, people know. Like if a <laughs> if a customer is is grabby, nobody's going to come over and talk to you. If a if a customer um, yeah if a customer is it. a good customer yeah if a customer is a good customer, and girls are always watching. If you if you're throwing money, girls are watching. Customers are watching too. Why do you think that is? What about well, the why with the customers? They're like, are they thinking like, oh, well, why, why are all they going to him? Sometimes kinda? it's jealousy. Yeah. Sometimes okay. uh, you get a customer who who's buying shots for all of the girls. So now he's got tons of beautiful ladies on him and they're just the time. We well, got right. a customer who he came in to spend money. He can't get a word in edgewise with these ladies because they're drinking. Right. He gets a little jealous. Hmm. You know, he, there some guys they get they get butt hurt when when they don't have the attention that they got, you know, the last time they came in when they were throwing money. So right. it can be, you know, the puffing of the chest and, and, 
sometimes there's jealousy between guys. Right. <laughs> and are you guys, okay, let's say one girl is saying, or one girl approaches someone and that guy isn't interested. So he's like, uh, you know, no thanks, whatever. And what if that girl takes it as he doesn't have any money or whatever? And then she goes and tells everyone else that, hey, don't go talk to him, whatever. He doesn't have any money. Well, that that relies on the individual girl. So some people are better communicators than others. Some people um, have a different way of hustling. Some people are fun and they like to tell a lot of stories and jokes. And some girls, they just want to hang out, have a drink, get to know you. And there are the girls that are like, lap dance? No? Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, there's different ways that each girl has learned how that they make money the best. And sometimes, sometimes uh, girls will be like, don't talk to that guy. He's a piece of shit. Well, why is he a piece of shit? (laughs) Oh, well, he didn't tip me. Okay, well, maybe he'll tip me. And (laughs) so you got to, sometimes you have to have an open mind. Sometimes you have to investigate further. Um, No is just, you need about 10 or nine no's to get a yes. So you kind of, you can't stop when you, when somebody turns you down, you also need to know you might not just be that guy's type. Right. He might, he might only be there for a drink and to relax because the traffic is so bad, you know? Now confirm, is that okay? Huh? Now confirm, is that okay to just go and have a drink and not to? Yes. Okay. A strip club is is like a bar with beautiful women that are willing to talk to you for money. <laughs> <laughs> They're there to make money. You're there to, for a good time. It all depends on how much good time you want to have. Exactly. And what was your hustle? My hustle was the telling of the jokes and having fun. It was a it was a hustle without a without a hustle. Like I, I can, I can entertain a group up to 35 men. <laughs> I, I, I can have fun. I can tell lots of jokes. I can be the, the, the star if I need to. I can also listen into guy conversation and just have a really good time. Gotcha. That's, that's where I, I am in the pack. You'll get your, your tens who are just absolutely gorgeous. They dance phenomenal. They're a showstopper. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. But then you get some girls that are maybe, maybe they're a four, but their lap dances are absolutely <laughs> just sexual. You know, yes. they, they, they just know how to move it and turn your gear. And those girls, you know, everybody has, like I said, everybody has a different kind of hustle to them. So are you kind of like forming like relationships but just like inside the club and you kind of made these guys like feel close to you or like what was keeping your regulars around because i'm a fun time (laughs) Uh, no no pressure you could come in you could hang out with the bartender oh there's pixie we're gonna have we're probably gonna order some food we're gonna (laughs) watch some girls dance we're we're gonna make a lot of terrible jokes and we're just gonna have a good time gotcha gotcha and we're and so this was during the day you said right did you ever well, work so, nights ever or so that was only like my first year did first i work year. day uh, afterwards i transitioned to working private parties at night and doing things like that and other stuff but 
at the end, I, um, for the last 15 years, I was a night dancer. Yes. Gotcha. So these private parties, are they actually happening at the club or like at someone's no, house? No, no, no. Private party means that it's private and that it would be at either a residence or a place mm. of business. Gotcha. Were you making more money doing that than actually dancing? Is that why yes. you transitioned to that? Yes. Gotcha. I, I was making a lot of money doing that. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's interesting about the, the com- because I always wanted the communication. Um, Cause I always thought, do they talk to each other like behind the curtains? Because oh, yeah. I'm kind of seeing the oh, same yeah. thing with someone. Cause I've obviously been, you know, strip clubs. I kind of see like, and that's why I asked because there's one guy, let's say whatever, Chris or John or whatever. And kind of every girl is like walking past him, not like kind of avoiding him in a way. And I'm like, why are they all doing that? Well, there could, there could be all kinds of reasons. He could smell funny. <laughs> uh, it could be, he could have probably been in there before and he could have probably been in there before and didn't, you know, didn't tip well, or maybe he was a little aggressive. Or yeah. Th- there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And so sometimes, um, sometimes people read, look at people and read them judge them by cover right just yeah. like if you saw a dancer oh well uh she's not really my type so i'm not gonna go up and tip her like maybe she's dancing to rock and for me you know there yeah. there's a myriad of things that not everybody understands the nuance of why somebody would go tip dancer a but not dance just like the same with with dancers not walking up to customers well, also, some girls don't know how to hustle correctly. Like, they don't know that that guy potentially has money in his pocket. Exactly. They, they, they could be newbies or they could. A lot of girls nowadays, they just sit in the back room and play on their phones. So, <laughs> so, so the, newer, the newer generation doesn't really know how to properly hustle they see people like Nicki Minaj they see they see all of these TikTok videos of the girls just grabbing money and thinking oh this is going to exactly. be okay this is this this is easy work and when it turns out not to be easy work they just sit in the back room and they mope <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to did you have were you always a person that can just walk up to someone and have like a random conversation or did oh, yeah. it take you a while oh, yeah. to get up to that uh, no anxiety am, with that in school, I was uh, I was a very talkative person, so I was always in trouble for speaking too much. That was like on my <laughs> on my report card. Talks too much, enthusiastic <laughs> talker. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your podcast. What's your podcast about? Well, next on stage one, me and my co-host, Mr. J, we have more than forty years in the adult industry combined so he is a retired male dancer and Mm. we tell all kinds of crazy stories (laughs) we uh, one time i got hit with a chair in the strip club Uh, (laughs) was that on purpose no i didn't i didn't (laughs) want to get hit with a chair in a strip club well someone (laughs) get mad at you like a customer get mad oh you're gonna have to listen to uh season one episode 24 i i tell the whole story and it is ridiculous. And, and, th- and that's what we do is we it's two people behind the curtain telling everybody 
what we've experienced as dancers. Gotcha. We have we have friends that are ex dancers or current dancers that come onto the show. They tell us how they interacted, what their perspective is on you know the sex worker industry, and sometimes we we tell topical stories. Sometimes we tell stuff from the past. Sometimes it's whatever's in the in the media. Yeah. Like uh, the the one lady who was selling farts in a jar. That's, oh my god, that's a uh, kink. Yeah. yeah, it's a kink. That's a kink. It's also lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you like familiar with? There's also something that became like super popular like years ago, like domination, like financial domination. Yep. yep. That yep. is, you know, a lot about that too. I know a little bit about it. We had a dominatrix on the show, and and she talked about it. Gotcha. So your so it's is your your show is just solely based around that mostly, right? Oh yeah, we're we're okay. all about gotcha. the entertainment, nightlife, and the sex worker industry. Gotcha, gotcha. So you were you ever did you ever do anything outside of that, like OnlyFans or? I did OnlyFans. I had a amateur website back in the day, and no, you can't find these images. I searched, <laughs> guys. Um, I I've done everything from amateur. Um, to bachelor parties. So I've, I've done a lot of different, different things underneath the umbrella. What made you stop doing that? Was, were you getting paid more to be a dancer or? <coughs> I, I stopped doing that. Um, it, it was just time. I didn't want, there's so much um, unknowns when you don't work inside of a strip club. There's yeah. so many, uh, I had a bouncer. I, I had somebody that would travel with me. I had certain procedures that that were in place, but there's a lot of um, X factors that you can't control when you're not in in a club. In a club environment, is pretty safe for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, everything's structured. Everything's set up. You have multiple bouncers. You have cameras. You've got. You've got all of this protection, but yeah. if you go on to like some random beach party or something and you don't know X, Y, and Z, that can be that can be pretty dangerous exactly. for girls. And there's a lot of girls that that don't have uh, a company to work underneath. They it was hearsay, or maybe they they knew somebody who knows somebody who's having a party, and they want to bring you in as a dancer, right? There's a lot of things that can happen, and mm. I liked I liked the structure more than the the amount of money that I was making. Right, and I feel like a lot of girls are trans- transitioning to OnlyFans too. Like, oh well, yeah that that happened because um, people most of the clubs were down. Yeah, when when everything happened, right, 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 and and a lot of girls that were dancers weren't very good um, OnlyFans. So you yeah. kind of knew once you got into OnlyFans if it was for you or not. Exactly. And, good, and good on the girls that can do it because that is a completely different marketing, marketing hustling scheme. It's yes. not a scheme, but it, it's a business. It's a, it's a hard business to get in to know. And a lot of girls get in there thinking, oh, this is going to be easy money because I already take pictures like on Instagram or on Facebook. Right. It can't be that much different from normal pictures to a little bit more spicier pictures. 
Oh, yeah. And then some people, too, might think, oh, once I create one and post a couple of pictures, I'll be making so much money. So but much it's money. Like, so, then... <laughs> but it's so much harder than that. It so, is. It unless really you blow is. up overnight, if it's like something viral or something, like if you have like a viral TikTok or whatever, and they want to say, how can I see more of her? And they see the link on the page or whatever. And then, I mean, something like that, I guess. But other than that, it's just. It's hard. It's a business. And any business, just like in podcasting, it takes time and effort. And you got to you gotta know where you're going with it and kind of have a, have a plan. Exactly. It's, it's not it's not for the faint of heart to get into fans only. <laughs> yeah. So other than your podcast, you said you're producing another podcast or I am. Yeah. What's that uh, podcast about? The my it's actually my third podcast, but third. The, oh. yeah, well, <laughs> the second one that I produce, the 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 second one that I produce is it hasn't been released, but the third one is. And so the one the, the other one that I produce is called um project podcast with pixie it's where i go in and basically have a discussion with other podcasters on how to help them and their their media how to answer questions how to just know that you're not alone when you're doing podcasting and it's, so it's sort like of a solo podcast kind of well it's it's a solo podcast but i do a wednesday twitter space where i where i have a whole bunch of podcasters get together and we answer dumb questions that I have. And then I repurpose that for the podcast. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay. So what's the other podcast? So the, the other podcast is when we started Next on Stage 1, uh, Mr. J decided he wanted to have a podcast. And he wanted to do nerd stuff because we're huge nerds. And mm -hmm. it's called Pop Culture Perspective where he's the lead and I'm the follow. And we talk about nerd culture. We talk about video games. We talk about um, action figures. <laughs> we talk about comic book movies, <laughs> all of that stuff. He is a comic book nerd and I'm an action figure nerd. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're, you're, you like to collect and you have, a, I do. you have a big house of collectibles. Uh, no, most of my collectibles are at Mr. J's house. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. How long have you guys known each other? Um, since I'm gonna have to say, uh, 2005. 2005. Yeah. And I'm sure that you know, male dancers is is much different than female dancers. Oh, totally different. Yeah. Is their audience? Is it not primarily, you know, females or uh, kind of half and half? It's kind of half and half, but more, gotcha. uh, more so male, male watchers of male dancers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, just again, just tell us where, where can we find you on Instagram? Where can we find you on Twitter or Facebook? Or... Well, you can find me and next on stage one on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, blah, 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 <laughs> wherever those are available. But if you want to, Get to know me on social media. It's going to be at Next on Stage One on Twitter is my main. That's where I hang out. Um, I'm also on Instagram, which is Next on Stage One. There's a Facebook, but Mr. J, he runs all of that, which is also Next on Stage One. So if gotcha. you ever want to get in touch with me, just throw Next on Stage One Pixie into Google. And I'm pretty much the first thing that pops up. Gotcha. You have a YouTube? You guys have a YouTube? We do. We we also produce the podcast for podcast, and then we produce it for YouTube. 
this gotcha. season, which is season three. Gotcha. Season three. How many episodes do you have on each season, or does it? Depend? Each season is twenty-five episodes. Twenty-five. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me here. Yeah, no problem.